Hands up in the air. I just want the, I just want the baddest bitch in the world right here on my lap. And I'ma hit this drink up like it's my last. I'ma, I'ma hit this night up like it's my last. I'ma, I'ma hit this ass up like it's my last. I swear, I'ma swear, I'ma do it like I like. I never had it at oh, 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 oh. Welcome, welcome. Episode 43 of the No Clue Podcast. We're back. A uh, lot to talk about. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. And, um... I like the intro choice today. <laughs> yeah, good intro. for uh, That's for all the NFL free agents out there. <laughs> the last time with their old team this week. Um, You want to get right into... The big one, the big free agent, well, not free agent, but the big trade, Yeah. Antonio Brown has been traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Is that right? I believe so. Mm-hmm. What's the so, deal? Three, uh, what is it? Three years, 50 million? Yeah, I believe so. Let me check for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. 50 million. And then the Steelers get twenty million in cap, you know, dead cap. Um, I'm, I'm shocked. Like it worked out as well as it did for him. Explain. What do you mean? He, he gets to go to a team where uh, he's going to get a lot of media, a lot of attention. Uh, you know, they're going to throw him the ball. Right. Uh, and they're, you know, they're they're in for all that fucking nasty noise that he likes to uh, bring. Ra- yeah, Raiders they, are full of that the last couple of years. And they're at the point where any publicity is good publicity right. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vegas. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know so. how this will, like... It's hard to really assess the trade because... I don't really know what Antonio Brown's going to look like. Like, is he going to be <laughs> focused enough to, like, what is the deal? Is he going to try to prove people wrong? Is, is his mustache just... going to be black? Is right. it going to be blonde? Right. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Why would he dye his, he had his hair Steelers colors still. And then. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what he's doing. And they're going to be the, they're not going to be in Vegas until the year after this next season, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you. I don't know. And, and who's to say he doesn't just do exactly what he did again? Is he go, leaving because of the rules, or is he leaving really because of the team? That's the part that it, I get confused about, or I'm thinking about. Is he leaving just because he wants to go somewhere where he people just can't tell him what to do, and he can go act a fool again? Or is he leaving because you know he generally just doesn't like the offense, he generally doesn't like Ben... Roethlisberger, whatever. That's the part that um, I think teams need. I'm sure teams have been thinking about. Yeah, what bothers me is like if he had just criticized Ben Roethlisberger, I would have been like, dude, I get it. Like Ben has had issues in the past. He's been a fucking diva the last like three to five years. I get it. Mm -hmm. But like all that other stuff he complained and claims is out to get him. Like, man, come on. Right. At some point, you got to look at yourself. Like, how delusional can you be 
to record a fucking post-game coach speech and think that that's okay. A speech about not <laughs> talking, uh, about not putting stuff on social media. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that for sure. That, it is that's exciting. I don't know. I don't know what's going to change for him. That's the part I'm. I guess I'm most curious about. Yeah, because like John Gruden has a lot of power in on the Raiders now. Obviously, with the ridiculous moves he chose to make, <laughs> and ridiculous oh. contract he has. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, how I can't imagine how that dynamic's going to play out. Gruden makes as much as he makes as much as like most players on the team. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah, and and yeah, clearly the Raiders are invested enough where it's you know Gruden's got the last say in what's going on. Yeah. So I don't know how Antonio Brown could really fit outside of finally being quiet. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be weird. Uh, I'll give it five games before. We see Antonio Brown in more drama. It may not be bad. It may not be like crazy, but I think we'll. That's pretty generous. You think it'll be less than five games? I don't want to say training camp, <laughs> but I'll say by preseason game three, something will happen. Okay, so you give him three games. Yep. I'm I'm including preseason, so I'm if. Any five games that he's on okay. the field, okay, I got you. I give him, yeah, um, yeah. To be if they hold him out the whole preseason like they're starting to do with star players, yeah. Uh, then obviously that won't apply, but right. Then I'll go yeah. by regular season game three. <laughs> that's that's fair. I got you. Um, okay, so that's Antonio. I hope real quick. I hope he doesn't think. That he left Ben Roethlisberger for an upgrade because he definitely did not do that. No, I don't think. I don't think he. Well, he. I don't. He didn't choose the Raiders, right? Yeah, but I just think like he was looking for an upgrade, assuming that like any team, like San Francisco, was an upgrade for him. Oh, oh I got so, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I really hope he doesn't. It's really so frustrating. You, I don't. Your question is. What is he considering an upgrade? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is he really... He has to seriously hate Ben Roethlisberger because outside of going to New England, he couldn't have gotten an upgrade. Guy who just beams the ball down the field. Right. Like, a wide receiver's dream. Right. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Well, I'll I'll say this. Maybe his upgrade isn't necessarily the play of the quarterback but it's you know maybe it's like a lebron and ty Lu kind of thing you know he's just someone that antonio could boss around you know ben was the captain of the steelers obviously he was the captain of the ship maybe he's antonio's looking to be the captain of the ship and i don't think car is gonna tell him any different the problem is uh it's just it's hard to see a wide receiver steering the ship it won't be it wouldn't be the first time no but like wide receivers that have steered the ship 
especially well, like have to carry so much of the the load of the team, like the offensive load. Yeah. It just, I just can't. He's not big. I just don't think he's big enough to to handle that. I just don't think he's a good leader in the first place. Right. I'm just saying. I don't know if what he thinks though. Obviously, he thinks differently from. Yeah. You know. I mean, everyone it'll be else. great. It'll be great if he comes out there and averages like ninety to a hundred yards a game and a touchdown or two. Yeah. And he doesn't have. If he has no problems this year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be looking at the Steelers like, yeah, maybe something was off there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's up to him to prove people wrong. Yeah. Because right now he definitely looks like the bad guy. For sure. Yeah. Um, we already talked about uh, Foles, right? Or no? Um. Yeah. We. I mean, is he gone? A little bit. Yeah. We Jacksonville, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything to say about it, really. Yeah, we got into it. Yeah. Um. I'll say a quarterback move that. I don't know. I didn't see this confirmed. Um, but the Redskins acquired Case Keenum. Is that still in in the process, or did that happen? Um, let me check. If so, what do you think? I think it's awful. I think it's a franchise that's been stuck. The Redskins have been stuck in like like below mediocrity. Like, there's yes. average teams, and then there's, like, the anywhere from three to eight wins a season. So they're, the, they're in purgatory? Yeah, they're, you? like, in the worst possible position. And I know last year it was tough because they were kind of in the driver's seat to win the division. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, you got back-to-back quarterbacks breaking their legs. You know, you can't control that. Right. <clears throat> uh, but... I, I never yeah. really felt like the Redskins have had depth. He's he did get traded, by the way. So yeah. To the Redskins. Yeah. And it's like, Case Keenum is gonna lift our us up, really. He didn't do anything <laughs> for Denver. Right. And Denver, I think, has a much more, like, filled out roster than the Redskins do. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, I. I guess you gotta admire that they're doing something. Yeah, they did have a bad string of quarterbacks. Um, At least Case Keenum gives them a consistent guy in that position. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, they'll have to live and die by him, though. I think still. That's die. What, I mean, <laughs> you might as well say die by him. Yeah. Right. So they're still there with that. I mean. Um, Shout out to the Redskins. I hope because I picked them to suck last year, and they were like I said in on the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So if they could prove me wrong another year, that'd be fire. So you're you're saying you think they're gonna get worse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at that. They should have stuck with the um, the guy who played at the end of the season. The fucking I can't remember his name, but. <clears throat> they tried Mark Sanchez for a second, and then they tried uh, Dotson, maybe, or s- some guy that I can't remember his name, but he wasn't that bad, I thought. Right. <clears throat> he was like a 
super journeyman, like a guy I'd never fucking heard of, came out mm-hmm. in like the thirtieth round. <laughs> no, but uh, it says oh Johnson, Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson. I don't know why. I guess I was thinking somebody else, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I thought he did enough to give him at least a few games. But I think if Keenum plays bad enough, they will play him. So, and he's thirty-two. Josh Johnson was. Wow, he's thirty-two years old. Eleventh season. Oh my God, I was not wrong about him, him being a journeyman. Yeah. He, uh, wow. I think he's played on every team. <laughs> Buccaneers, 49ers, Lions, oh Browns, Bengals, God. 49ers. Bengals, Jets, Colts, Bills, Ravens, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Fuck. San Diego Fleet. That's the um, wherever that is. And then what is oh American football? Yeah, and then Redskins. He's been all over the place. Fifth round. <laughs> yeah, I mean he knows how to play. Obviously, if he keeps yeah. getting jobs. But um, yeah, shout out to the Redskins. <laughs> Trying to shake things up. I'm rooting for y'all, man. I, I've never been, really been like a clear cut Redskins fan, but I always lo- root for them on the low. <laughs> Are you around you? Who um, who's like the consensus team? Is it the Ravens? Yeah, or the it's Redskins. Everyone around me roots for the Ravens. Is it because the Redskins are trash, or is it because you guys are, you know, more in Maryland? Um, I think it's just the people I'm I'm kind of with because I do see a lot of uh, Redskins fans in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it's just the people I kind of grew up with. Obviously, when we were kids, the Ravens were more enticing because they were fucking killing people and yeah, winning. You know, they won the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they were, we were competitive kids, so. year in year out. So yeah, yeah, okay. I don't think I can name like a Redskins player that I can think about like from growing up that i remember the only one that comes to my mind uh that passed you remember sean taylor yeah 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 he was the yeah. one that like was huge when i was coming up that's it though huh unfortunately yeah <laughs> okay <clears throat> um shout out to mark sanchez too man i don't know how he keeps getting jobs but <laughs> he got him you got it mark <laughs> um you got any more other football you want to talk about um, Deshaun Jackson? No, not really. I mean, yeah, I'll the other receivers. I mean, you want to talk about the Patriots a little bit? Um, yeah. I I don't know why they're like completely disbanding, but they are. It looks like it might be end of an era. They got their win and it's over with. I mean, they'll still be competitive. You know, they they find gems all over the goddamn country. Yeah, for sure. And and I really like some of these. Some of the guys are like system players, like the uh, Cordell Patterson. Uh huh. Like a guy like that, he's a system player. But like, I really don't think a guy like Edelman is a system player. You think Edelman is just really nice? Edelman's just a good receiver. Yeah, I, I've I, heard I've heard both ways, but I don't know. 
it's always fair when you got Tom Brady throwing you the ball. That criticism is always warranted. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, Flowers has agreed to go to Detroit, and Trent Brown is going to Oakland. But they did pick up Michael Bennett. Oh, that's not a bad pickup. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. And then um, Amendola was Am- Amendola was on there this year, right? Um, I yeah, he got a. Uh... Was was he the one who got suspended the first four games, or that was Edelman? I think that was Edelman. Yeah, I don't know if Amendola was there. Now that I think about it, well, he used to be there. Now he's um, yeah, he's on the Lions. I think yeah, the Lions. Yeah, he just this past year he played for the Dolphins, and then now he's on the Lions. But they were talking about trying to get him back, but I guess not. So, um. We'll see what Gronk does now. I don't know if the team... You think they're going to stick with Gronk and Brady? Like, you think they're going to come back and... You know, you really think they're going to keep playing until each other decide to quit together? I don't know about Gronk, but I think Brady will play for several more years. How many is several? Three? I'll go with three. Yeah, it's a good number. Because Favre played... He really played until he couldn't play anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Brady, that's the thing about Brady. Like, Favre was just, like, a clear-cut gunslinger. Yeah. So, when Favre lost his arm, he lost his game. <laughs> Brady yeah. Brady is so good that he's he's probably lost his arm, like, five, six years ago. <laughs> and yeah. he still just picks teams apart. Right. So, yeah. you know. I get what you're saying. It's I a mean, different kind of loss. Especially, like, when you're running the NFL like Brady does, mm-hmm. like, why leave, you know? Yeah. Maybe other than leaving on top. But I think Brady has, like, so much fun playing. Like, Brady looks makes me feel the joy every time I watch him play. <laughs> and it's crazy because he's been in the fucking league since I was, like, three or something. Like, maybe five or six, but. Right. You know, it's, it's crazy. I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely still having fun. He's not at the point where it looks like he needs to stop. Right. Yeah, I got you. We'll see what happens. I'm done with football, though. You got anything else with football? No, we can move on. All right. Uh, NBA, what do you want to talk about? What you got? Oh, man. Anything important? You, the Steve Kerr. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get into that. That was crazy. What do you want to talk about first? Is that? Yeah, let's do it. Tell people what happened first, because I don't know if everybody saw it. Um. Okay. So, Steve Kerr, <clears throat> was it during a timeout or free throws or something? It was like right before a timeout, I think. Yeah, so right before a timeout, Steve Kerr uh, is seen... Um, <laughs> saying expletive things about Draymond, right? He's tired of he's tired of him. But like it I don't know if it really proves what he said. Do you think he said it? Do you think that's what he said? 
I looked at it a few times. It's hard to like definitively say that. Yeah, but like I, I just, I just heard like people saying that he, um, you know, that he was saying stuff about Dream Mob, but I didn't really see exactly what people thought he said. I mean, he's but, always um, shown like there's always been a, a weird energy between the two of them. Yeah, Dream Mob is like the kid that gets in trouble all the time or something like he just stresses Kerr out right not so much like Kerr is happy to be around him right um man this offseason is gonna be crazy it is <laughs> really crazy Draymond Durant what kind of contract is Draymond gonna get he's definitely not getting a max if he gets a max, it'll be some like garbage team, like Orlando or something. I have like, a feeling well, Orlando's gonna make a terrible decision in the offseason. <laughs> I've been saying that Why a bunch Orla- of times. <laughs> Why Orlando? I don't know, man. I just have this feeling they're gonna do something really <laughs> dumb. Uh, just Orlando, I, I though. It. <laughs> because nah. I think I think they think they're close, so I think they think like they're just missing something. And I think the something they pick is not going to be the right something. And it's not Draymond, I hope, but I do think it'll be someone like that. But, man, I, I think everyone is tired of Draymond. The whole league. The, t- the players. Yeah. And now and now it's become, like, it used to be you're killing it, you're locking up, you know, you're having a huge impact. So we'll deal with all that other nonsense. Mm-hmm. Once you stop having that huge impact, which, if you're watching Warriors games, he looks like a fucking scrub at times. Oh, for sure. A lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll even. This might be a reach, but a lot of the time. No, it's not a reach. <laughs> and when you when you start playing like that, you can't be doing the shit you're, that he's been doing. Right. So. He's going to have to figure something out because he's going to come out. He's going to be loud. He's going to say some reckless shit like, you know. I'm he's ready. not proving his value for sure. No, he is not. Yeah. Um, uh, Durant twists his ankle. Warriors are probably going to win in streak. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, Durant, his free agency is looking weird too because he's been saying some stuff too with the um, – Oh, him disagreeing with Kerr? Yeah, yeah. Now, I get it. He has the right to disagree with his coach. But he doesn't need to say that to anybody. He could have said, oh, you know, I don't know about that if that's what he thinks. He didn't have to say, I disagree with that. Like, that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? These guys do enough. To me, these guys do enough interviews, enough media for me to take exactly what they say literal. Like, I know people say, oh, you know, don't misconstrue his words. I mean, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean this. But no, like, what he said was, I disagree. And he does, he probably does more interviews than anyone on the team. So when he says something in an interview, I take exactly what he said to be serious. Or else he wouldn't have said it. He knows not to just, he knows to just not say it if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't mean it. And he's someone similar to Kyrie who gets criticized for what he says all the time. So, um him saying I disagree, I think does mean more than just I disagree. Because he didn't have to say I disagree, he didn't have to use those words. Um 
These guys are so annoying. Like, you know they're getting coached, they're getting trained, they're getting prepared for how to handle media. Of course. Like, I know for a fact that happens. And they've been he's been in the league for 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I swear, these guys are like fucking children. It's almost like they're seeking attention. Yeah. Like, like they, now it's, it, this rebellion thing is getting crazy because it's like it's it's so I don't care now. Right. Like they don't care about what anyone thinks. I mean and I hate that it's it's gotten away from like the purity of competition, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where the like I I rewatched recently the uh T-Mac and Kobe interview where they talked yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel Nichols. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was a cool. Yeah, interview. and like they talk about like competing and just how much how much better they wanted to be than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I I just feel like there's not enough guys like that now, where all these guys talk about is that they want to be happy, they want to be like stable, they want their family. When is somebody like Greek Freak did do it to start the year, but like mm-hmm. one guy. And Westbrook, I'll give Westbrook. Westbrook plays like that, yeah, for sure. But like, yeah. I need, I need the all these guys to just come together and be like, "Yo, like, I want to beat you. I want to, I want to be the best small forward. I want to be the best player." Like, it just, yeah. it, there's not that energy anymore. You know, um, I've come to the realization that there's no superstars in the NBA anymore. There isn't. There's really, really good players. There's great players. But there's no superstars anymore. And when I say that, I mean people with with the X factor, right? The star quality. The one that you look at and you hear him talk. There's some people you just hear talk and you know, man, this dude is a star. It's not it's not just with sports, it's with even with music. There's people who are on the come up, you hear him do an interview, and you're like, Man, this guy he's he has something different. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about, yeah. All these guys are at the same... Like you said, there's no competition. It's just this whatever. It's like... It's becoming more of a job than it has been in the past. You know, I think Kobe was a... Obviously was a superstar. Even... um, There was guys who weren't even good that were more superstars than guys now. I think Grant Hill was like a superstar. More than some of the players now that are better than him. Um, you know, I, I think Westbrook now is a star, but he's not. I think I think for a long time, player. for a long time, Paul Pierce was a star. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he and was. And Paul Pierce was never the best small forward. He was never like the most dominant player, but. But you couldn't tell him anything different. Right, but he was like he just he had the the aura of a star. He did, for sure. For sure. And, um, they, they, like, I see what, um, I'm trying to say this without, like, sounding bad, but these guys aren't good role models. Fuck no. For, for them to be stars. Fuck no. Right. Like, Kobe was someone that everyone wanted to be like Kobe. Everyone, you know, the, I'm sure the Boston fans wanted to be like Pierce. I don't know. Like, you know who wants to be like anyone in the NBA You know NBA what's now? crazy is, like, all these guys are trying to be nice and, like, they're trying to, you know, be happy or whatever. 
Yeah. And it's Jordan and Kobe were two of probably the biggest dickheads that NBA had ever seen. Yeah. And everybody, like you said, wanted to be like them. Right. So, like, it's not your it's not your character. It's how you represent the game. Right. And even when players came to the league, they looked at Kobe, like, making the same money Kobe makes. And they still looked at him as higher. Right. Like, they realized we are not on the same level. Kobe is this. Yeah, I just gave Kobe 30, but Kobe is still this. Right. Arenas, you hear Arenas talk about it all the time. Yeah. He always talks about how, like one game he gave Kobe like 35, right? Was it 35 or 40, something like that? He it gave was, Kobe a, a really good game. And I he, think he might have dropped the 60 piece on the Lakers one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But Kobe wasn't checking him, obviously. Oh, of course not. Yeah, but he always talks about that, but he never ever says, you know, me and Kobe were just we're just competitors, man. We're all on the same. No, he never said that. He always says, "Yeah, I gave Kobe forty, but that's Kobe. <laughs> that's why it's such a big deal." No right. one now says, "Oh, I gave LeBron 40 I'm I'm so happy. Like, you know, I never thought I'd do this." Or um, Booker scored eleven straight points on the Warriors, right? I mean, and Clay is supposed to be one of the best defenders in the league. Iguodala, they got all these defenders and Booker's out there just running them up two two nights ago. Yep. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. These guys like they're not people that everyone wants to be like. And there's people in the league playing right now who still want to be like Kobe. And Kobe's done playing. Like, what about the guys? You know what I mean? Like, in the league, I would see. I would think Tatum would say, "Man, I I really want to be." I want to be at LeBron's level. I want to be at D Wade's level one day. But no, he's always, he's always above Kobe still. And LeBron's been the best player in the league for eight years probably. And no one says, oh, I, I want to be just like LeBron. It's just because they're already equals. It's just these guys don't put themselves on the pedestals like well, they used to. Well, I don't want to put LeBron, even though you could argue that it's LeBron's fault. And that's not even an argument. It's pretty much a fact. Yeah. But LeBron did compete when that was still a thing. Oh, yeah, of course. He did. Which, which is crazy to me because he's the one who ushered in this terrible new standard of, like, I'm the priority. Not the team, not winning, not the fans. I'm the priority. Yeah. Something happened to him where he, where he switched up from being... It had um, to be that... Uh, like the whole South Beach drama, like him moving to Miami. Yeah, maybe maybe how the Cavs fans reacted just, to it afterwards. Just how big, like how big of a spectacle that was. Oh, but that was his fault, though. Oh, yeah, that's I'm I'm saying you could blame him. Oh, oh okay, yeah. He created no, I'm that saying, like spectacle. I think something. I think something happened to him to make him feel like. Um, I don't feel like people did him wrong like he doesn't owe people anything anymore well he got tired least... he what i'm of course i'm assuming this but he was getting the same you know he was king james he was 23 he was the chosen one he was getting the jordan acclaim the kobe acclaim he hadn't won a title at that point point. Mm-hmm. and i think you remember how it happened it was 08 he lost 09 he lost in the playoffs 
09 was a shocker to me, but then 2010 he lost. That was the year Orlando made it. 09? <clears throat> yeah, 09. Yeah. Because LeBron to me was at his peak in 09. Yeah, because everyone was waiting for LeBron versus Kobe that Physically, year. Physically, yeah. And it, and and all that losing done. and all the like the he's not clutch, he's not a winner, like all that got to him, and he like he started thinking of like I have to win. But it's not like the I don't have to win the right way. I just have to win. Okay. And once he won, once he won, all of that pressure came off. Uh huh. Like immediately, once he won one, he's definitively alongside Jordan. He's in Mount Rushmore. Like honestly, <laughs> after 2012, they were talking about him as a top five. When he at that point he was not a top five player. I agree. Yeah. He so. was just like, I mean, to me, Wade was still always Batman on that team, and LeBron was Robin. LeBron had some really, really good games, but when it came down, when the game was on the line, who had the ball? Flash. Not LeBron. Anybody but LeBron. Udonis Haslam was getting the ball more than LeBron was. Mario Chalmers, uh, Ray Allen, Mike Miller. <laughs> Everyone had the ball except for LeBron. So I don't know how LeBron could have been Batman or could have been on Mount Rushmore when he didn't even, he wasn't even doing anything, like you said. I mean, he was scoring a lot of points, but, you know. And I agree with you, but I don't think, I think what happened was when he left the Cavs and the jersey burning and the, we hate you, LeBron, you know, the devastation they had from him leaving, I think... um I think play, I think a lot of players saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think I don't think it impacted them in a good way. No, and and I think that's what that's when he said, "You know what? The fans really don't care about me." Right. They just care about their team. Right. So I think that's when he was like, "You know what? You know, forget you guys. I don't know we got old I don't owe Cleveland anything, but then he came back and did a talk about Cleveland, Cleveland, this is for you. Like I mean he you has left, to pick my one, guy. right? You left. Like you can't come back and just be like like I love you so much. Like <laughs> if you love somebody, bro, you do not leave. Right. Like that goes in like relationships. That's like the the thing. Like if you love somebody, you don't leave. Anyway, right. well, I'm sure plenty of people have made the point, but you know what I hated more recently to more to what you're talking about? What? You remember, uh, always goes back to his shitty little ESPN show, but you remember <laughs> one of the first episodes of the shop he was talking about um, after he won the 2016 title, that made him the greatest player in the world? Oh, yeah, when Mo Bamba was on there? Yeah. He asked him about that, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was like, I'm done with him. <laughs> like, like I'm done with it. Like, I hate, I hate how his mindset is. Like, how he approaches the game. It's like in all the, of the right ways, but at the same time, he, like, ignores the most important things. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, the competitiveness of the game. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I got you, yeah. Um, like... He he considers great team chemistry when everybody's laughing and joking and having fun in the like in the locker room. Yeah. But on the court, he doesn't play like a selfless player. 
You know what I mean? Like he he often plays like he's going for the assist. He's stat chasing, of course. He fucking I don't care what anyone says. For, he's for year, he, you know what I hate about him is nobody really notices this, but he acts like such a little bitch when he doesn't get the ball on a fast break. Yeah, like when somebody else scores on a fast break besides him, like he yeah. he like he visibly bitches about that. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's been doing this for years, and people just like. Oh, I love LeBron. Oh, LeBron's so great. Oh, LeBron catches all these lobs. Like with Kyrie, it, it got worse with Kyrie. That was when it really started. When I really started to notice it, when he came back to Cleveland, he thought like it was just gonna be Miami again. Like he was just gonna be right. You know, everything thrown up to him. Yeah. And Kyrie was going to the basket with these highlight finishes. LeBron's like, "Yo, man, I was, I was cutting, like." But Kyrie just got an and one. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, I'm supposed to get that. I'm supposed to get the ball. I get what you're saying. I you're also right about thought that. one thing I liked about Miami is they played a certain way to make that a thing. Like the reason D Wade got out on all those fast breaks is because yeah. Miami played high pressure trap defense. Yeah, they did. Because they were small, so they made up for it by just being faster than everybody. And D-Wade is... D-Wade might be the best pass interceptor I've ever seen. I think he probably is the best ever. If yeah. there's a pass, you cannot throw a lazy pass with um, D-Wade on the court because he'll go get it, and it's going to be a fast break. And that was the key, but the thing is, he did it more when he had LeBron because he didn't have to be back on defense if you missed it and that was showtime every time yeah um i'm really scared uh of like we're talking about how the nba isn't really competitive anymore yeah because the playoffs kind of when the playoffs start it almost goes back to old school a little bit yeah the guys become a little more focused obviously there's like there's not all of that buddy buddy stuff going on yeah but I'm scared of like it's getting the season's getting so pointless that at one point I feel like that's gonna start seeping into the first round, and then you're gonna have like in the playoffs guys who are coasting, and mm-hmm. that's just gonna be terrible, man. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And it's gonna take one LeBron-esque like high-profile player to just like quit in the middle of a fucking game. <laughs> And the NBA, Davis. Some, hey, somebody like that. But the NBA is yeah. just going to fucking just suffer from something like that. Yeah. The NBA, as much as I love Adam Silver and I think he's doing a fantastic job, I um, don't think he issues enough consequences or issues enough push, punishments to the players for stuff like that. I mean, you know, LeBron... We've already talked about his tampering and all that. He gets away with a lot of stuff just because he's LeBron. I get Adam Silver can't. Yeah, he only obviously gets, he'll he's look the like the, the bad NBA. guy. Yeah, and he'll he'll look like the bad guy if he does anything to LeBron, anything that doesn't isn't in LeBron's best interest. So, um, but the difference between him and Stern. Stern truly tried to shape the NBA, which I hated, right? And you you already know 
the one moment that made me hate Stern forever. I'm not going to bring it up. But Silver is more of a... He's like more on the rules side. Like he... Silver acts like he is an ex-player or something. Like he... I feel you guys. I feel your pain. He He tries to be on the side of the player, yeah. Yeah, and Stern was always on the side of business... Always on the side of ex players more than he is on more than he was on current players, um, so I think that that sh- that shift helped what goes on now because Stern wouldn't have let guys get away with the stuff right. they get away with now. I'll just say one last thing before we sh- we should probably move on, but um, I think it's a really dangerous mindset to just continuously defend players by saying. Oh, I'm always for the player because of, you know, just so he could be financially supported and compensated appropriately. Yeah. Like, that's a really dangerous mindset because I I, th- I really do think players are starting to take advantage of that. I do, too. Yeah, I, give it. I agree. Because that's all I ever see in fucking talk shows is, well, I'm always on the side of the player. Like, you know, I used to say that for a lot of years, too, being a player, but... Looking at it from the outside, there's some shady shit going on. Of course. I I am just going to say it, man. CP should have been on the Lakers, man. I don't understand <laughs> why he didn't happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, like, come on, man. There was no reason. If the, if the um, what were they then? The Hornets? If the yeah. Hornets wanted to make a terrible trade, let them make the trade. Like they wanted to make the dumb trade for um, they were getting some they were getting some garbage back. I don't remember what it was, but it was like Radmanovich was coming there. Oh God! <laughs> they were getting something terrible, but I mean, they wanted the cap space. But I, that's I'll say that for another time because I I know Is why they did it. They need, but there a, needs to be a thirty for thirty for that. I agree. Wouldn't surprise. There's probably some kind of like documentary about it, but I'm sure you, you know, can probably find something on YouTube about it. Yeah, and I'll I'll make it for him because I know why it happened. I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what Stern was doing, but I, I'll save that. Like I said, let's talk about Duke, man. Unless you got more um, NBA, anything else? Uh, real quick, uh, PG. Uh, I get, he got fined twenty five k. <laughs> for for bitching about the refs, yeah, um, and I'll say I'll, I mean as much as he's not wrong because three players fouling out, forty six free throws to twenty six free throws that's insane, especially when you have Westbrook on your team, right? He, like there's no I, I reason why the team should shoot that much more than you when you have Westbrook. Who I gets understand all the what time. he was saying. But mm-hmm. like like come on man, it's not new information that refs suck. Yeah, like refs have been garbage for. I, I'm, if if you really want to look at it, refs have never been good. Like refs <laughs> have just been trash because when they're good, you don't notice them. Right. So the only time you ever see them is when they're fucking up. Like, you could have yeah. won the game. Yeah. Free throws weren't the only reason why you lost. You know. But twenty twenty free throws. That's a lot of free throws, man. Yeah. And, hey, Patrick Beverly was getting in his shit. He was. So, shout out to Beverly. Patrick Beverly for that. And he told him. Go, go Twitter comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, For sure. But let's get into uh, Duke. Yeah, man. So Zion just won national, well, not national player of the year, ACC player of the year and ACC rookie of the year uh, or freshman of the year, whatever. I, I think they said rookie, though, but... Um, <sighs> Duke looks like they're only going to be a two seed. They lost to UNC twice. Um, they lost to Gonzaga. They lost to Syracuse. Krzyzewski um, should be fined for losing to UNC twice, by the way. Why? Because Why? they're so much better than them. <laughs> it, you would think so. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's on paper, of course. But I have never in my life seen a college team dominate media like this Duke team does. I mean, they're on everything, dude. They're like on local Tennessee news. They're talking about Duke. Cause I got, I really, I've think... never like. I, I assume the five, the Fab Five did. I assume, but you know, I wasn't watching TV at that time. But now it's like, come on, man, everything. And the thing is, they want them to be so good, but they're just not that good. They're not. And, you know, now they're showing they lose all the time. And, you know, obviously they're always going to blame it on the injuries. Zion wasn't there. His shoe, Paul George's shoes. <laughs> then it's going to be the big man um, in the second Carolina game. He got hurt in, like, the first minute of the game. I mean, come on. Like, you lose one player and you lose the whole game. Carolina could lose their best player and it still would have been competitive. But they not, might not have won, but they're not the better team. You know, I watched the first one. I didn't see the the game, what was it, this, like, a few days ago? Yeah. Was it Saturday, maybe? Yeah, it was Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the first one I saw, I just, like, North Carolina, to me, even though they're not very good, like, their roster is not very good. Yeah. But they play a certain type of way. Whereas the few times I watched Duke, uh, they pressure the ball on defense, and I don't really know what their plan of attack is after that. Like, I can't point to you and be like, oh, this is what Duke does to overpower teams. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, how can you have a roster that good and you're like, the guys look lost out there? Right. Now, to me, that's why they're losing games. <laughs> and what exactly is why they're losing games? They just don't have an identity. It's star okay. play. It's Barrett. It's fucking Zion. It was Reddish to start the year a little bit. And in my opinion, Reddish is by far the best player on the team, in my opinion. Um, but I said, I said this earlier. It's, it comes down to the recruiting to me. You look at the Carolina teams of the past, even the bomb squads they have. I mean, they've had um, Roy recruits guys that he's going to use. He recruits guys that he says, you know what, I need this position. I need a player like this. And he goes and gets that player. Coach K just gets whatever he gets. And then, okay, when, when they get here, we'll work it out. He fucking, like, you know. He, he, he does the uh, throw throw everything at the wall and st- see what sticks method. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's that's not a good coach. Like I know yeah. he gets a lot of respect, a lot of love from everybody, but damn. I really he I just, really do not think he's that good of a coach. He just picks a bunch of guys up and says, "Okay, well, you look like you play power forward." <laughs> Dude, so they fucking be power forward. They play that bum ass white dude. They let him jack up threes. He fucking I've never he went like oh for fucking forty at one point. White, you're talking about right? Like really white. Yeah, That's yeah. That's his name, right? I think he's so. the worst college player in the country. <laughs> Yo, he fucking sucks. <laughs> dude, when dude. they play, did you watch them play Syracuse? Oh, a little bit, yeah. Every time. Bayheim must have told them, whoever he's guarding, go straight to the basket. Right. Because every time he got on somebody, they got a bucket. <laughs> every single time. That's why they lost the game. Every, I mean, literally, they would set a pick, he'd switch off, go get a bucket. And that's how Syracuse stayed in the game. They just kept exposing him. How many every guys time. does Duke play? Seven. Seven. Yeah, eight. Sometimes, like how many like when Zion is there? Right, seven yeah. fucking guys. They have the shooter, the white dude that's a shooter. They have white, and then they have the other center. That's it. When when Jones comes out, they just move Barrett to the point guard, and then um, Barrett is a goddamn black hole, by the way. <laughs> Barrett is My trash. God. <laughs> He's not trash. He's not trash. But Barrett no, is so not, overrated. He's not. Yeah, I don't think he's trash. Like he's got tools to be a good player, but man, he fucking holds the ball. He takes the worst shots. Like yeah, man. I don't know, man. And I blame part of that on Coach K. Oh, because if he was playing under a fucking good system with a with a good coach who gave him clear vision of what he's expected to do. He would not be playing like this. Oh, he'd be fire on Carolina. Oh, my God. He'd probably God. be the best player in the country on Carolina. But the thing is, and and I said this, um, maybe I didn't say this. When you look at players like him, the reason why I don't think he's going to be good in the NBA, or if he's good, I just don't think he's going to be like worth a top five pick, in my opinion. The way he scores, he... Scores just off his size. He's just bigger than every other. He's like a 6'8", two guard. In college, like two guards are normally 6'4", maybe. Um, You know, in high school, everyone 6'8", is a center. Like, How many times did you play someone over 6'8", that wasn't a center? Dude, I was 6'2", playing center, so I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Exactly. So... He scores a lot of times because no one can block his shot because he's four inches taller than everybody. Or, you know, he's a little bit too quick for the guys who are tall enough to guard him. So, he, can, you know, he kind of has that too fast for the big guys, yeah. too big for the guards. None of that game. shit's going to work in the league, I don't think. No, it's not. He it's- doesn't get his shots off like an NBA player. Right. And I urge people who watch Duke, right, if you guys aren't familiar with if you guys aren't basketball players, watch how players get their shots off, and then watch an NBA game and see how they get their shots off. No one shoot. No one just shoots over people in the NBA. Maybe Durant sometimes, but Durant's six eleven. He's not six eight. 
this is why I think Reddish is going to be really good because when Reddish gets his shots off, he gives you a little shimmy, a step back. He'll go right hand, left hand to the basket. He'll do a Euro step. He does NBA moves to score. Yep. He doesn't just blow past people who are too big to check him to score. Reddish could he, be like a, a D-book type where college kind of wasn't really his comfort zone. Well, Booker was like that because of his team. Because you know, they had that stack team. Yeah, Murray. but I, I, I just think that I don't, not to the same degree, but I, I do think he'll be a better NBA player than he is college player. Oh, yeah. I, I think his his floor is Alan Crabb, and his ceiling is Paul George. Ceiling. Alan Crabb is not a bad floor. Like, I don't like Alan Crabb, but as a floor player, like, if that's your shittiest skill level, that's not bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I, right. I thought about it. Yeah. I, I think he's I think he's as good as Crabb now, honestly. I mean, I haven't seen him shoot NBA threes yet, but... Everything I've seen Crab do in the league, I don't think Reddish can't do. But uh, his shot looks uh, fluid enough to where I don't think he'll have a hard time extending the range. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely. Not. I don't think so either. His shot is so smooth. And even when he does shoot from far in the ga- in the college games, it's still smooth. So I think he's going to be fine, man. I think he's going to be the guy who will be surprising. I would pull what Boston did with Tatum. For him, if I have the first pick, I say, oh, you guys want Zion? You guys want Barrett? Okay, give me the third pick. Yeah, you want I'm, a I'm taking six, Reddish. Six five, power forward. Yeah, I'll take the third pick. You got, you can have him. You can have um, Barrett. I'll t- give me Reddish, for sure. Right. And I think it'll be a similar situation too. <laughs> no, no offense to Fultz or no offense to Zion, but. Um, We'll we'll talk about that later. We'll see what yeah. happens there. I didn't get a chance to uh, respond. You were saying why like why is this Duke team getting so much coverage? Yeah. There's no Trey Young this year. There's no Buddy Heal. There's no Beasley. There's no you know whoever else just ran through college basketball. Damn, you threw Beasley's name out there. <laughs> I mean, Beasley used to average like mean, thirty though. and ten. No, I know, I know, I, but I'm. I meant on the other in the other way. Beasley is like arguably the best college player ever in one year. <laughs> right, but I'm just I just mean like wise. there's not there's not a guy this year who's kind of on a good good to top tier program who's just cl- right. like a dominant scorer. No, it's just that uh, Morant kid at Murray State. He's I'm, yeah, I'm starting to hear a little bit more about him. Yeah, but Murray State has such a terrible um, schedule. They don't play anybody. Like they have like two televised games all year. But the thing is, um, college teams have too many scholarships, man. That's number one. And number two, it's these prep schools that guys go to. The prep schools have ruined the flow of college players because when if Duke doesn't have enough scholarships for me, okay, cool. I just graduated. I'll just play another year of prep school, and then I'll go to Duke next time. The next will go around. So then, and no one ever misses out on a scholarship. It's just like everyone who is good gets one to wherever they want because they can just wait. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's ruining it to me because, you know, at a time before this, like, look at 
Big Baby Davis. We talked about him a little bit last time. He had a he didn't have enough offers because Duke just didn't have a spot for him. And then he went to LSU and was a beast. Amazing. And yeah, like the that was like for someone in his position, that was one of the most dominant years I remember at that age. He was dogging people as a six six center. <laughs> and you know, at LSU, who doesn't normally get those guys, but he didn't have a spot that year. Duke was really good that year. That was, um, you know, I think that was JJ's last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's what happened back then before guys had all these choices to, oh, I'll just go to the Euro League because I, I don't want to go anywhere but Duke, or I'll just go to prep school because I don't want to go anywhere but Duke. You know, they didn't have those options before. That's why guys could go to those small schools and be superstars. Um, but I, I don't think we'll ever see that again, especially with the high school, going out of high school. College basketball is just going to be trash if they let them go out of high school again. <laughs> because guys are so much more advanced in high school than they used to be. Yeah. Like, who... Like, you can count on your hands all of good high school players straight out of high school players in history. Like now you could count guys that said they wanted to go out of high school that are all in the NBA. Kentucky, no one would go to Kentucky if you could go straight out of high school. Right. Calipari would never have anybody. Because <laughs> everyone who went to Kentucky wanted to just go straight to the league. Um, you know, Duke would be empty this year. White would be starting. Uh he'd be there uh uh, what's his name on North Carolina? Luke. Uh... Luke May. Yeah, he'd be he'd be the Duke's Luke May. Exactly. <laughs> but like right. a thousand times worse. <laughs> exactly. Because Luke May is yeah. a decent player. He's not a great player, but I like. Uh, he's a solid player. Yeah. White he... just fucking sucks. White is terrible, and May fits for Carolina. Carolina yeah. always gets their power forward to be larger than life, always. Um, Sean May <laughs> Sean May did nothing in the NBA <laughs> um, Hansborough Nothing in the NBA Well he had a couple Hatt- good years he had Chris Anderson Birdman oh, almost yeah, yeah. died on the court <laughs> he almost, We almost witnessed the murder that night Dude, Hansborough I don't know if it was this preseason Or it might have been last year But he fucking he plays for some overseas team, and they came here and they fucking spanked a name. I can't remember the NBA team, but he dropped like thirty and fifteen on them. I know it doesn't <laughs> he knows mean how to shit. Play. Yeah, I know it doesn't mean shit because it's preseason. But I was like, damn. And Jimmer gives us buckets every time oh, yeah. we play them. Jimmer's fire. <laughs> Did you see? Have you seen the clips of Beasley already back in China? No, dude. Is he, he looks like moving? dude. He looks like Michael Jordan over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I shit you not. I am not exaggerating, dude. They need to stop sending Beasley to states where you can smoke weed. Facts. First of all, he should never play for any Denver or any California team, and they they can get something out of Beasley. Well, he, he, was in, he was in New Knicks. York. Yeah, <laughs> I was he just was doing good to that. He was doing all right. I mean, he wasn't uh, bad. He wasn't killing, but he wasn't bad. He was helping us. Mm-hmm. Then, as soon as he goes to L.A., he comes out without his shorts on. 
<laughs> yo, come on, man. Yeah, like come. That's one of the funniest things Beasley. I've ever seen. We know Beasley. You're not slick, oh, man. We know what you're God. doing. But yeah, man. Um, Speaking of marijuana, we didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, ridiculous retirement. Oh yeah, we could hit it real quick. We got. Yeah. We can go real fast. Not a lot of music, so. I thought that was the mo- the dumbest shit I'd ever seen. Yeah, I did too. Bro, it means that much to you that you're gonna sacrifice millions of dollars. He he was making two point nine a year. Good luck finding a better salary than that. <laughs> right, and that allows you to smoke weed there. Like, dude, he had to have not loved football, and I hate I hate to accuse him of of not loving football. Because I would hate for somebody to accuse me of not loving basketball. If I'm... Did you hear what he said? What? <clears throat> he said he loves football, he just hates the NFL. That's the problem. It's not that he doesn't love football, he loves football, but he hates the NFL, so he's done with them. The only thing the NFL is doing is asking you to follow the rules. <laughs> That's it. The NFL wasn't yeah. targeting him. Bro, we, like... He... like... I hate how like weed is so insignificant. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a thing you could just like do when you have free time. Like you can sacrifice your career over that and try and I like try to make it seem like it's the NFL is ridiculous. Like bro, just stop smoking the shit. I know, man. And how long do players uh careers last six years a lot of times yeah. if you're not like a superstar mm-hmm. like come on man you can't you can't make this money for a couple years and then go you can smoke all you want when you're done playing bro there's two new uh the other thing about him hating the nfl but still loving football there's two new leagues opening up right i know nfl players are like if they're leaving or if they if they don't want to fucking play there, dude, there's going to be hella spots open for them. Yeah. So, don't tell me it's the NFL that's fucking going crazy. Like, bro, you sound fucking burnt, which you probably were. You think they're going to let them smoke weed in those other leagues? I hope not. Yeah, me too. Fuck him. If he wants to fucking smoke, let him do that shit. <laughs> that's his business. But Another thing is then don't em- employ him. And this thing with the weed doesn't matter in the NFL, like, I, I don't understand that at all, man. Like, the they should be allowed to smoke weed because it doesn't hurt you or impair you that much. Like, dude, who wants to have someone high on the field at all? Bro, I've, like, I, I've seen enough, like, potheads that, like, motherfuckers just, just do it all the time. Yeah. Like, everywhere... All, once you stop regulating it and like limiting it, you're gonna have people fucking burnt on the field. Right, and the other thing is, you know, um, <laughs> the ESPN analysts were saying, "Oh yeah, well, if he wants to come to the game high, that's just gonna affect his money." But no, that affects the team. Right. And then if it's not a rule, then who when? How do they know they'll ever find someone who doesn't come to the field high? Like, when will they, when will it ever stop? If everyone is allowed to do it, why would anyone not do it? It won't. Right. It'll get so much worse. Right. And then it'll just look a hot mess on the field. I mean, 
obviously I'm not saying guys are like passing out from weed. Like I know, right? I know weeds effects, but I know that it's also not the best thing to put your whole livelihood of money on the line right. to do while you're at your job playing in NFL, yeah. especially something a sport that could really hurt you if right. you're not totally aware of what's going on you could break your neck playing football right. if you're not bracing for impact and stuff you know and i'm not um, like uh, i don't want to seem like we're anti-weed like i i don't mind like the perfect athlete scenario is they play out the season and like when they get that long off-season stretch yeah. If you want to smoke during that time and fuck up your, you know, ability to get better, that's on you. You could do that. But that's never yeah. going to be that perfect of a scenario where people are just going to smoke in the off season and then once the year starts, we're good to go. Like, no, they're going to fucking never stop. Right. And the, the thing is, to me, if you're clean two weeks before training camp, cool. Like, if you can stop before two weeks before training camp, I think you should be good from the Super Bowl to that date. Smoke all you want. But two weeks before training camp, I say that they should get tested because it takes two weeks, you know, to be clean for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Urine doesn't take two weeks, but um, for you to totally, like, say, okay, I'm good now, right? It takes, like, two weeks of not smoking. I think with urine, it's, like, a month. Yeah, well, two weeks your urine needs to be clean by right. then, and then you should be good. Like, but yeah, I'm like, cool with that. I, I agree with you. Once they stop like limiting it, it's gonna get out of hand. Right. Within the first year, it won't even make it to year two. No, it won't. For sure, they can't. They can't just stop it and say, "Oh, well, if you want to do it, it's on you." It's not on them. They're gonna we have- pay you. <laughs> We pay them $3 million to play well, and you're not playing well. The $3 million doesn't go away. Right. Like, if I say, oh, you're not playing good because you're coming to the games high, I got to let you go. But I can't just do that because I pay him too much. Like, we see with um, um, Carmelo is still getting paid and hasn't played in a game. Right. So, yeah, paid a lot, too. Games. Right. So, it's not like you can just let someone go and the money just goes out the window. No, we're still paying these guys. So... If it happens to me four times saying, oh, this guy came high, I let him go. This guy came high, I let him go. I can't, you can't do that forever. I run out of money. Like, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. It's... Yeah, they, it, it's it's whatever. But I, I'm i with you, too. We're not saying, we're not bashing weed. Like, I don't have a problem with people smoking weed. Yeah, I don't have a problem all. with it being legalized. Right. But on the field, like in a professional environment, there has to be some limits, man. Like, you can't just not have any rules and just be able to do whatever you want in the league and then expect something that obviously impairs people one way or another, you know. And there's only people who are, like, high at the time that say they can still do stuff while they're high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, no, I could play football, dude. I'm I hate, good. I hate like, the no, motherfuckers. I hate the motherfuckers that smoke, like, every day. That'll be like, I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Let's we gotta get out of this fantasy world. <laughs> come right, on. Yeah, go ahead and stop. <laughs> Tell right. me how it goes. Yeah. Right. Nah. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of those situations as so well. So many. Like, yeah. Yeah. And again last time I'm gonna say 
the disclaimer. We're not saying that NFL players should never be allowed to smoke weed. In the offseason, cool, do your thing. But, you know, when it's time to go to work, you got to go to work at 100%, man. There's too much on the line. Other players, you yeah. know, what about the guys who don't smoke weed that rely on you to not smoke weed, you know? Right. Imagine if Tom Brady smoked weed and no one else on the team smoked weed. Like I can just like, picture Tom, like what are you doing? I can just picture there being a debate where like if some shitty quarterback will throw like this ridiculous pass and they're gonna like <laughs> zoom in on his eyes and break down <laughs> <laughs> break down his body motion and they're they're gonna ask the, the, the offensive lineman like, yo, did he smell like anything when he was out there? <laughs> like Yeah, yeah I can right. just it see them investigating crazy. this shit. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That would be insanity. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, we're over time, so yeah. uh, we'll be right back after um, some Post Malone.
And we are back. Um, Shout out Kilani. She sounded really good on that song. Yeah, she did. She's having a good career, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty good career. Better than I thought it would be based off, like, when I first heard her. Yeah. I thought she was just going to, um, you know, fall victim to the similar sounds. She She's doing well. Um, what do we have for music, man? You listen to T-Pain? I did. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just say it might, might be a hot take. Probably not, though. Uh, it's flawless. <laughs> now, it's not a classic. I don't know if it's a classic. You know, we obviously got to let it sit for it to be a classic. When you said that, it'd probably be a hot take. I did not think something positive was coming. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take it. It's yeah. just it's it, flawless. Like, literally, the definition of flawless is without flaw. And that's what this album was. You're right. And I've, I've heard people, you said you didn't like the, um, uh, the Russ song. I had some other friends who who also didn't like certain other songs. Yeah, um, but it's but, not. A, it's definitely not a flaw. Right. I just said I. I just don't like Russ, honestly. I got but you. The, the, the song wasn't a flaw at all, for there, sure. Like to me, not a single sound. Like none of the verses, none of the the, like the choruses, none of the features. Nobody sounded bad. Yeah, I agree. So shout out T Pain, man. I just I loved it. He's back, finally. I've been waiting believe. so long for T Pain to be back. <clears throat> yeah, he's had a rough, very rough, like five years, maybe. And I, I really don't like the whole "my label sucks, so I'm just gonna release some garbage." Please stop doing that, artists. Like, don't release garbage just because you don't want your label to make any money or something. If, just is if crazy. you got garbage that you're trying to release, that's what mixtapes are for. Yeah. But they have to release it as albums or else it doesn't get them off their contract. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But, like, come on, man. It's so much. T-Pain had two, was it two albums of trash? I think it was two. Yeah, and he did the Everything Must Go, Volume 1 and 2. Both trash. Oblivion was super trash. Revolver was I. Right. That was a long time ago. That was eight years ago. That's crazy. Sheesh. Time flies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good. Okay. Shout out to T Pain, man. Happy. Great album. One Up. Yep. Go, go listen to One Up. For sure. Okay. What else we got? Um. Well, before we get into the new stuff, uh, I did check out Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. The only thing I'll say is, like, it's good rock, but it's rock I've kind of heard before. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't really changing the genre. No, no, he wasn't. So, I went through it. I enjoyed it. If I had to pick a couple standouts, uh, I got my eyes on you. And uh, I like Pearl Cadillac. Yeah, Pearl Cadillac was smooth. Um, yeah, but I think the album is a, a bit too long. Like, mm-hmm. maybe like three songs too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's solid. It's a good project. I think he could have went with with twelve, and it would have been almost flawless. Yeah, with twelve. I mean, for hit for him for his sound, yeah. of course. But if you're looking for like new rock music, because I mean, I don't know the rock music scene <laughs> nowadays, but <laughs> yeah, I liked it, man. I enjoyed what it sounded like. It, it's 
you know, let's talk about that for a second. The rock music scene, what happened to it? Is it just because hip-hop is so, uh, you know, it's so broad? Like, white people like hip-hop, Asian people like hip-hop, you know, everyone just likes hip-hop now? Or is it just that rock isn't good anymore? Like, I think hip-hop is kind of to what you're saying. It's it's wider-reaching. Mm-hmm. Whereas as rock is kind of just just for music fans, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like it's just in that pocket where you you can really use rap songs for fucking soundtracks, for anthems, for fucking uh, like commercials. Like rock music doesn't have that flexibility. Mm. And that's what I was I was just thinking that too, but. How I look at it is rock has a sound, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can hear something say, yeah, that's rock. Right. But if I ain't listen to Post Malone, I wouldn't say, yeah, that's hip hop. Or, you know, there's certain people I'd be like, well, what is this? We're going to talk about a project soon that's similar, that goes to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so, I, you know, it doesn't have the clear distinction of it being this or that. And I think rock for the most part does and I think an alternative kind of changed that a little bit but you know still not much it's alternative rock yeah not much like right yeah you still have alternative rock and you have rock and the thing is also um rock has become well no hip-hop has become so easy it's so easy to do that rock Take so much more effort to like become a rock star now. Like you could become a rapper in a week, but becoming a rock star, becoming having a rock album, you know, you need instruments, you need, um, you know, a certain type of look. In a lot of cases, unfortunately, yeah. that's how it is. But you need a look. Like it's a lot more. Like rap now, you just let your mixtape out. And no one goes to mixtapes to hear rock. You need like a certain outlet to let even rock music out. Right. That's the, another big thing. Yeah. So hip hop is so much more ex- accessible. Yeah, than, there's, there's more opportunity in hip hop. There is. Yeah. And I think um, rock has kind of fell by the wayside on that. Although I still I still jam some you know some of the old. I, I still uh, the uh, a childhood band I loved. Uh, Breaking Benjamin released an album in 2018. Oh really? Uh, that okay. was that was actually really good. Yeah. It's yeah, called but, Ember. Okay. Um, um, but it, I, I have to be in a certain kind of mood to get into rock. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, when I'm not really like in the mood for it, it, it kind of sounds. Blends in for me, uh, right? And I not in a good way. I mean, the 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 hits, the hits have always like they have a special place, but some of like the regular just listening to like a rock album, uh, yeah. a lot of times it just blends into like one sound. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. What's next? Uh. So, what did you listen to? Um, I listened to Kyle Dion, which, uh, I have a lot to say about. That's really it, man. That's all I have a lot to say about. I heard some other things, but as far as me having stuff to say, 
That's really it. All right, tell what me about, about it. What is it? Um, so he's so I went to Bonnaroo last year, right? I talked about that on one of the podcasts a long time ago, and I'd already heard some of Kyle Dion's songs. I listened to him uh, a lot, like his mixtape a year ago or two years ago, maybe. And um, when he was at Bonnaroo, I was excited. Oh, I get to see Kyle Dion, and I Bonnaroo has a certain stage where the up and coming artists perform. It's not like the same stage. Like Khalid was on like a big stage where yeah, it was like yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of music festivals. They're all like that, pretty much. Right? Yeah, yeah. But for I'm just saying for people who haven't seen it, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of space for people who want to see Khalid. A lot for like um, uh, Anderson Pack was there, Eminem, those guys. Right. And then there was a more intimate stage for the you know, the up and coming artists, and he was on that stage. When he finished, I actually got to talk to him for a little while. And, um, you know, we talked, uh, you know, I said, yo, man, when's the album coming out? What's the name of the album? He said, hey, I can't tell you that yet, but I can tell you it's coming out soon. And this was, like, July. So I've been waiting all this time. He said it was coming out in, like, a month in July last year. So I've been waiting all this time. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I've checked every weekend. When is it coming out? That's why I asked him the name because, you know, sometimes if if you don't know what you're looking for, like you can't find it sometimes, yeah. you know. If I didn't look on there and see Sugar came out, and I'm like, oh, you know, oh, that's Kyle Dion's album. So, um, long story short, the album finally came out. Uh, he's an R&B dude, kind of old school. I don't know. Are you familiar with Maxwell? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, he has for R&B like mega fans. He is a Maxwell kind of sound. He. Like if you listened to this album and didn't know it was new, you would think it was it was old. I, and I'm gonna play him as one of my gems as my gym anyway later. But um, it was good, man. It was it was good. His mixtape was cool the first time I listened to it, and then like the more I listened to it, it kind of got corny. But this album, this new one is is nice, man. Slow jams, great. Um, he had a couple upbeat songs. He, his lyrics. Are better than I thought they were gonna be. They're very intimate. They're very um, real life as well. Uh, yeah, man. I, it was it was a good project. I won't say it's not flawless or anything, no, but yeah, um, we don't want to start throwing out that term loosely. Right. No. It, but it's it's good. It's good. Thirteen songs. A good length. A lot of the songs are really short. A lot of them are within three minutes, or you know, within four minutes for sure. It's only one song over four minutes. So it was a good quick listen. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, what's it called again? Sugar. Okay. S U G A. All right, got you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a personal one that I checked out. Uh, also from, I, I surf uh, Dat Piff from time to time for the mixtape <laughs> releases. Oh god! And, and from time I to saw time, some recent releases too catches so. catches my eye. Uh, DMX was one. Remember a couple weeks ago I talked about it? Yeah. Uh, And earlier this week, um, Ace Hood released uh, Body Bag (laughs) 5. I did see that, yeah. Uh, I I don't mean to laugh because I'm laughing because when I saw it, I like hit the open in a new tab. (laughs) I put it in the new tab and then I looked at it for a long time and said, am I going to listen to this? 
I was like, nah. <laughs> I didn't do all that, but I did look at it for a second. I was like, do I really want to check it out? And I figured, <laughs> right. yeah, because I, I do like his rap. Like, he, he's got yeah. a really good energy. He's, he's great to listen to and working out, too. And he's unique. He's more yeah, unique he's than people a, give him credit for. A pretty cool sound. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's similar. For those who don't know, his body bag series is pretty much the same thing uh, Lil Wayne does with dedication or... His dedication. No ceilings. Oh yeah. No, the one where yeah, he, he raps did over yeah. other people's beats. Dedication. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the same thing, and I mean, it was good, man. Like he's a good rapper, so you know what you're gonna get, and this thing lives exactly up to what expectations I had. The Miami trap. Um. The only thing Florida I'll trap. say, I didn't know a lot of these beats because the songs aren't named the same. So oh, okay. it's, he does give like a little bit more of his own flavor to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the only ones I did recognize were ZZ and and uh, Pretty Little Fears, beat. I think. Oh, okay. And I, I'm ready for the ZZ beat to be retired. Yeah, I didn't really like uh, either of those, but there were some other songs where he sounded pretty cool. Okay. Like he he does carry it because some of the beats are like I didn't really enjoy. But his raps are really good. He's still he's still on a he's still in, in good rap shape. Oh, okay. So I'm hoping we get some like a serious project for him from him at some point. Yeah, I I would like that. I mean, I I miss Ace Hood, man. He was in my childhood a lot growing up. I won't say childhood, but middle school. Yeah. Late middle school, early high school, man. Ace was the man. A lot of hits for me. Yeah. yeah. Besides that, I don't really have much to say about it. Just it's exactly if you've ever heard of Ace Hood, like you've listened to him, it's exactly what you're expecting. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. What else? You hear anything else? Uh, I got two other ones. Okay, you were on it this began. I see. <laughs> uh, Lil Skies. I know we talked about it last <laughs> week. Yeah. Did you listen to that? No. You didn't. No. Mm. Um, I'll say, I listened, the first four tracks, I kind of loved. Oh, okay. Especially track one and four. Uh, okay. I like his sound, too. I, I don't know why I didn't listen to it, but I, I do like Lil Sky's sound. Yeah, he, he's got a cool, like, he does kind of go for the generic auto-tune at times, but he, he picks it up with the, the, the raps. He does a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. um, the production is good, but after the first four, I don't know if I just got kind of tired of the sound or maybe the songs got worse, mm -hmm. but th this album kind of takes a nosedive for me after the first four. <laughs> like, I was listening to it, and I'm like, damn, like, this shit, like, I'm, I'm already going to talk about a flawless project. Now I got, <laughs> I'm four songs into this shit, like, no flaws so far. What the fuck is going on? Uh -huh. And then flooded was was bad. Blue strips was bad. I didn't need gunna. I've definitely had enough gunna for a while. <laughs> we um, haven't said a good thing about gunna all year. <laughs> oh man, I'll play I'll play a gem where he's featured in the next couple weeks. I'll find one. <laughs> you gotta find one. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, okay. it's just it's fourteen songs. So four for fourteen is. Not a very good shooting percentage. Nothing else was good? 
like not all of it was bad but no oh okay like there was some filler tracks in there where i was like okay uh when i'm wasted was you know i could play it on a good project mansion i could have played on a good project but besides that mm, uh, yeah man it's it did get me excited to listen to his uh other project though okay uh, life of a dark rose i think it's called mm-hmm. um i do want to check that out because this, his sound is is interesting right and i hope i want to see him do more i want to hear him featured more for sure i do like his features and I, I listened to Life of a Dark Rose. I liked it. Mm. That's when I, I I said I liked the sound. Now, I, I won't say I liked the whole thing, but, you know, there were some songs I was saying, oh, this kid, you know, he really does have potential to be nice. Yeah. Like I, I thought maybe later I would like him, but, uh, like, I would like him altogether. Yeah. But, this is one of the best opening tracks of an album for me in, in a little while. Oh, okay. I can't remember the last time an opening track. Uh, there was something last year, but I, I can't remember it. Maybe uh, Kamikaze's uh, "The Ringer." That was pretty good, but mm-hmm. but this this is up there. Okay. All right, I'll check out the first four songs. <laughs> I mean, you keep going until you, you don't like the shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Once you true. start, I I don't want to just put put it in that box. I'm sure. I'm sure not everybody's going to agree with me on that. Right. I got you. Yeah. All right. What was the other one? Juice World. Oh, you listen to Juice World, man? I thought you were joking last week. <laughs> no, I, I listened to it several times. So it was fire? No, it's not. <laughs> <sighs> several times? I'll say there was a good amount of songs I liked. Uh-huh. But it's also 22 tracks. Oh, wow. And there's a good amount of songs I didn't like. And there, so, what do you think the ratio is out of 22? What would you all say? right, let me get through it here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, nine out of twenty-two. I enjoyed, and okay, and that's not too bad. It's not, but some of those are for sure guilty pleasure songs. Cause I've been listening to it for a few days now, and like I, I play some of those songs, and I'm like, yeah, I can understand why like nobody else would like this shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got so you. So it's just one of those things where he he's got a weird, like he blends a lot of genres together. It feels like. Yeah, I've heard that's what he's good at. Yeah, like he he'll he'll give like he he almost is alternative uh more than anything else. Mhm. Cuz his his beats like his production is kind of hip hop, but he doesn't really sound like hip hop a lot of the time. Okay. And in some songs for me it works. In other songs it doesn't, especially when he goes more into the rapping. Uh, that's that's when he loses me because rapping is just not really his game right now. Okay. But there was a lot of hooks here I liked. There was a lot of like bridges I really enjoyed too. Death Race for Love is a wild name. Yeah, I mean he's going for like the the fantasy type like stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Like 
9 of 22 is not a bad ratio, but this is one of those projects where it's like, I completely understand if you hate it, and I completely understand if you like it. Okay. It's a very mixed bag. I will say, uh, real quick, Syphilis is one of the worst songs I've ever heard, and I hope to <laughs> never hear it again. Um, it I'm sounded... sick of people naming songs after uh, Dude. STDs. Dude, I'm ready so... for that to stop. Please, yeah. Gonorrhea was plenty. I didn't ever need to hear another one. Gonorrhea didn't age that well for me. It wasn't. It was just okay when it came out to me. Mm. But um, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, with syphilis, it sounded like a bad, um, a bad impersonation of fucking uh, XXX Tentacion. Oh, like okay. the worst aspects of Tentacion's music is what what syphilis or this track called syphilis is. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. It was not good. Yeah. Uh, other thing, real quick, I keep forgetting. Young Thug sounded really well on his song. Young Thug is Everywhere. starting to... He's starting to become one of those guys that... Um, I just never want to hear an album from again, but I want him to feature on everybody's album. Yeah, he they got good chemistry here. I'll, I'll recommend I'm not going to recommend you the project Because I'm pretty sure you won't like it But I'll, I'll recommend checking out that song <laughs> That's it? Just that song? Uh, that song and the opening track Is pretty good Okay Alright, some good opening tracks If you here. like those two, we... I'll give you a couple more I mean, maybe if you like those two You'll be a little more inclined to go through it But All right, 22 songs is a lot Yeah Yeah It'll take a miracle for me to finish that yeah. 22 song. But the songs look short, so I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Um, is there any music news? Uh, Shit, I don't even... I haven't really been following the scene like that. Nah, I don't think there is any, though. I think it's been pretty quiet this week, this weekend, which is good, you know... It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good and bad, I guess. R- real quick, are you looking forward to Lion King? Did we talk about that before? The the live action one? Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, I I need I can't wait to be king. I need childish to sing that. Like really sing it. I don't want like a Disney version where he's just like safe singing it. I want him like to really like go all out like it's on his album singing it i need that that's really the only thing i care about in the whole movie i don't care if they switch up the whole story of the movie as long as they have that same scene because that scene was fire i used to sing that song as a kid all the time (laughs) and now childish is gonna be singing it man i think that's the best part of the casting was them picking um singers i do i do like who i saw beyonce yeah it's a good good group yeah because is gonna keep the musical aspect of it going. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, they're talking about making another Bohemian Rhapsody, like a sequel. That's music and and yeah, movies. I mean, again, I don't really, uh, I don't really give a shit about Queen. <laughs> I'll just be frank about it, like. I really don't. Yeah. It was before right. my time. 
and call me, you know, fucking a millennial. But I, what I heard, what I heard from Queen, I really didn't like. Right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Even the hits, you don't like the hits. I like the hits, but not, you know, I don't consider them like insanely fire like a lot of people oh, do. Yeah. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. I do understand I the fascination with Mercury. Yeah, he's he was a cool dude, man. His story kind of I haven't seen the movie because his story like gives me the creeps, honestly. Not and I don't mean like in a bad way like he creeps me out, but the like what happened to him and everything, it just doesn't it makes me feel weird to think about. So I don't even want to see the movie. Even though I've heard that it doesn't get too deep into it, but uh, yeah, he had a really tragic ending. I don't like hearing tragic endings. Um, let's see what else. Oh, what, what about the Michael Jackson stuff, man? Let's get into that real quick. I didn't watch the documentary. I didn't either. But uh, what is what is the like the surrounding news about it? Oh well. Two, I think it's two or three boys are in the documentary, you know, all saying that Mike had some sort of relationship with them, uh, you know, not like a, not dating, but it was a very uh, pedophilic relationship, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, saying they're victims, you know, one boy, you know, turns out like the the parents said he lied about it. It's just a lot of controversy, but a lot of people are, like, removing all of Michael Jackson's stuff. Uh, Lakers took him off of their set list in the, um, of you know, arena music. Drake stopped performing uh, Don't Matter to Me. Uh, there's, someone else did something with him. A lot of people are just canceling Mike, man, after. Man... Michael's music is so good that I don't know if there's anything he could do that would make me stop listening to his music. But that's part of that is because I could separate the artist from the the art. Yeah, in his case, I definitely can do that. Right. There's other people's cases that I've already said I'll never say on here again. It's starting to get bad. Yeah, it was, it was a couple guys. Well, the reason why I came with him is because. One, he didn't write his songs, first of all. But even if he did, the writing was never in inspiration of what he was doing. Now, the, those other people who I did cancel, their writing was inspired by the nasty stuff they were doing. That's why I don't listen. I'm not going to listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I listen to you and I know what you're writing about and I don't like that, I'm not going to. I can't. I can't listen to it. Me. I'm not saying people should think this way. I'm just saying how I do it. Uh, Mike, you know, Mike's, there's no mention of boys in any of Mike's songs, right? There's not, really not even a lot of love songs that Mike, that like Mike is famous for. A lot of it is for like, you know, just good songs. Beat It has no like real topic of human interaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, for him, it's easier for me to separate it because, like, his music doesn't talk about anything, like anything of any importance to me, like that would make me think of his actions. And, and you know, he also hasn't. 
as much as they've have they have talked about it, this is like a twenty year thing, and they've never figured out if it was true or not. You know, like he never did any jail time. I remember the one trial when I was a kid. I remember um, him, you know, going to court, but I mean, nothing happened, and they still have been talking about it. And you wait till how long has it been? Ten years since he died. 14 years? Yeah, it's been a while. 11 years, I think. I mean, wait that long before you, all of a sudden, now they're saying, oh, yeah, he definitely did it, though. Like, come on, man. I'm not, I'm not canceling him now. Now, if it happened back then, and they caught him in the act, they got video or whatever, yeah, okay, we're talking about something else. But now, you know, it's too late, man. It's, it's, It's too late for me to jump on that kind of bandwagon. And, um, I mean, I, I get it. I get why people are canceling him because obviously there's some people who do believe it or else they want to make a documentary about it. And, um, it's for the sensitivity towards those who do feel this way about him. But that doesn't, that doesn't always make it right. So, um, well, I guess we'll see though. We'll see what happens if there's any more. There's more investigating done. That's what those documentaries are doing is starting more investigations because people are getting actually people are starting to actually care about the situations, which is crazy. Um, in regards to the other ones, but yeah, dude, I and I heard a sick story. I, I I'm gonna t- I'll tell you off air because I already said I'm not gonna talk about the guy, but um yeah do well yeah you said we're not gonna talk about it. I well I I, I could do it without saying his name. You see the little interview he had. <laughs> yeah man, that shit made me sick, bro. Right, like it literally like. I'm, I I felt nausea like watching clips from that. Yeah, like, you and a lot of other people. I like. Did you see the Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna that lie. was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't really fuck with a lot of Saturday Night Live, but that was one of their better ones. Keenan, if if Keenan wasn't on Saturday Night Live, I don't think I would ever watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but <laughs> is this the camera right here? <laughs> Dude, I fell out when he said that. <laughs> I fell out. That was hilarious. But um, what I heard about what used to be my favorite song by the individual, um, I, the reason that it sounds like it's the second version of the first one based off the title is because it is the second version. And the original version was a lot more graphic about teenagers. So that really made me sick to my stomach. Kind of made me like really mad that I ever liked the song. Which I, I'll tell you more detail, just you. But I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna give him any more to press today. Though. Yeah. Um, Nipsey Hussle said he has a new album, and um, him and Meek Mill are doing like an EP together. Yeah, my friend told me about that yesterday. What do, you, what do you think about it? you think it's going to be fire? No. 
<laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, we we gave what? we gave championships a pretty good review, both of us. Yeah. Um, I went back to it earlier this week. It I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't age well. Maybe I didn't really. I wasn't really in the mood to listen to it, but. I don't know. Meek, Meek didn't sound that good coming back to it. Talk, talk about it. Which ones? Which ones made you really feel that way? Which tracks? Yeah. Or which ones did you still like? Let's let's start there. Let's start with the the well, good stuff. I definitely. Uh, what is it on? Uh, on me. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. That's that's a classic Meek track. I yeah, still I still liked a lot Cardi. of the featured songs. A lot of the featured songs sound good. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a little tired of going bad, but that's because I listened to it a bunch. It's not the song's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, respect the game. No, thank you. Almost <laughs> slipped. Never again. Oh, my God. Almost, is that the auto-tune one? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm I also with... hated, uh, and at this point, I'm pretty sure I wasn't in the mood. But I hated Oodles and Noodles, Babies, uh, with the shits. I really hated with the shits, actually. Uh, stuck in my ways. <laughs> I didn't ways. like that the first time. Stuck in my ways. Stuck in my I was ways. Okay. Okay. And Cold Hearted too. I didn't like. Oh, okay. Like it's not it's not bad, but it also doesn't open very well. The intro and trauma don't sound that good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know the the him and Nipsey Hustle. I guess it depends on how many tracks they put out. If they give me, you said it's an EP. If they give me five yeah. to eight, I, I'd enjoy it. I think. Oh, okay. But I don't need to hear Meek for more than ten. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's fair. It's not. It's definitely not going to be an album. And be honest with you, I don't. If I'm, if Nipsey's got his own album coming, I don't need to hear him more than like ten songs. <laughs> I thought we, we both said um, Victory Lap was. I loved it. Top five for sure. Uh huh. But, but you yeah. want to hear another full Victory Lap? I do. But I want to hear another full Victory Lap, and that's it. Don't oh, don't okay. fuck it up by. You know, oversaturating the market. I got you. I got you. Yeah. This one got to be like a uh, home run trot or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll definitely check it out just because I'm curious to see what they're all going to sound like together. Yeah. Um, but am I excited? I, Probably not. Yeah. I I wish rappers would keep trying to out-rap each other on songs. I miss that, too. Yeah. That's kind of like with the NBA thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. There was a time where, like, when a rapper got on the feature, like, you were trying to figure out who killed who. Like, who really... You know what I'm saying? I'm still it was waiting like a, for uh, what Eminem did to Jay-Z on uh, Renegade. Right. There's There's not nearly enough of that. Right. There's not... And I think Drake is the only one who still does it. Right. Drake, I really do think Drake tries to body his people on his features. Yeah, he, he tries to make people forget uh, who made the song. Ninety percent of the time, he does. He is the best sounding one on the track. So. Yeah. Um, Shit, ninety nine percent of the time. I think Jay Z still tries to be the best rapper on the song, most of the time. I think he I tries. I, I, I think, think Wayne, I agree with that. 
I think Wayne sometimes, sometimes, he doesn't do it as often Wayne's as he used to. Wayne's a mixed bag, yeah. But he's yeah, always been a mixed bag. Because his last DJ Khaled collaborations, no thanks. No more. I don't want to hear Wayne and DJ Khaled ever again. I'm good on DJ Khaled, to be honest with you. <laughs> he went He went for a major key, which I thought was okay. Like, there was a good amount of songs I liked. And then uh-huh. he dropped the one with the, the Bieber, Chance, and Quavo yeah, song. Yeah, Grateful. Yo, yeah. that album fucking sucked. It, it was, was that one and the Rihanna song. Rihanna and Bryson. Yeah. That was it. Everything else was bad. I was good until... Like, looking at that track list, I liked the one, two, three... Till track five. I mean, till I'm... I'm the one, and then after that, everything else, like I haven't listened to anything else off there since the first time I you listened don't need to, to it. Yeah, I, like I, even though the Drake song really isn't like that good, I like the energy of it, but the, it's not like a good Drake song to me. I think they really missed the ball on that because I think Drake should have came in a lot harder, and even major, like you said, major key. Uh, Drake saved the day on that album too. To me on the whole album not just the song no nah, no no man i didn't hate major key if for free wasn't on there it would be not it would be lower than i didn't hate no i don't think so hold on i i mean you know i gotta go back to it a little bit i got the keys was hard for sure for free was fire Nas, Nas. that was probably the best Nas has done since like Fuck, I can't remember the last good thing I remember from Nas, but Nas' album is done was fucking ten times better than Nasir. Right. Just that song alone was better than Nasir. I agree, definitely. Jermaine's interlude was hard. It was. Mm, it was. Holy Key was okay. Holy Key, they missed the ball on that too, because that beat was hard. But they didn't like... They didn't do what I thought they were going to do with it. Like, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, my God. They're about to kill this. And they didn't kill it. It was just okay. Yeah, the middle of the album is where the, the issue lies. Yeah. But- I'm Gonna Be Alright was underwhelming. I thought that was going to be fire. Like, if you, these visually all look fire. Oh, he always does that. Yeah. He's he's never had but a this fucking one, project. This album more than ever to me, though. Yeah. I mean, like, cause it, I mean, don't ever play yourself with fire. It was Tur- tourist, uh, maybe not tourist is I could do without tourist, but yeah, I didn't like. I like forgive I me, father. I I remember that one. Uh, a little bit of it was whiz okay. in there. Yeah, I don't know why he has to put Movado on his own song all the time, <laughs> randomly. But I'll take it. I I didn't mind progress actually, but. Looking at Big Sean, Gucci, and Two Chains, I thought that was gonna be crazy. It wasn't. Which one was Looking that? Work f- for it. Yeah. It was straight. It was just straight. It's a filler Pick track. these hoes apart. Bad. I could have. I could have stayed off of there. I hope he just deletes French Montana's phone number. I, <laughs> I hope everybody in the fucking industry <laughs> does that shit. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, why didn't we talk about French Montana last time? He has a new album? I hope not. 
No, he. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned I gigs. I mentioned gigs. Remember, and I was joking oh, about yeah, how yeah, yeah. he had back to back low yachty and fucking French Montana. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> I still haven't listened to gigs. If you were wondering, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> but thanks. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. You gotta Whoa, be in the mood for that. Did you get the breaking news? Uh, it's going back to sports a little bit, but. Nah, what? Man, Connor McGregor got arrested for allegedly smashing a person's phone. Wow, that sounds exactly like Connor McGregor. Yeah, shocker. In Miami, too. <laughs> Miami yeah. Beach. Right. Shocker he was, again. He must have been real turnt. Uh, yeah, he's out there having a good time. Somebody, he hey. probably was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Floyd, hey, Floyd got him paid, so he's all right. Yeah, he don't ever need to fight again. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna play my uh, Kyle Dion, Jim, and then uh, we'll be right back. I'm running through town Don't recognize this place Powder on my plate Been acting a fool If you were in my shoes You would do the same Won't be you and us Be you and us I'm in no rush It's never enough I put in a offer Get it in both I can't love you It's looking at you
focus on me Focus on you, focus on Stuck in my ways Sometimes, but I can't Focus on you, focus on me Alright <clears throat> So, uh, that was Glass House by Kyle Dion, by the way That sounded really good Yeah, yeah, he got... He's smooth, man. He's smooth. Um, what else we got to talk about? You want to talk about um, Captain Marvel today or next time? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't get a chance. We'll I will check it out. Uh, I might sneak out sometime this week to check it out. Yeah, we'll wait for that. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else to get into? I don't think there is. I got to talk to you about something off air, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I'll just go with the, uh, the throwback. Yes. Discuss. Yes. <laughs> I am uh, just an announcement. I'm going to the Millennium Tour. Mario, Lloyd, uh, Ying Yang Twins, Bobby Valentino. I saw Ashanti came out one of the... Uh, at one of the locations, I don't know which one. Um, Shanti been trying to stunt on Instagram. I know. Wow. Ooh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's doing wow. her best, like Nicki Minaj impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and B2K, of course, it's B2K's concert. If I'm missing anybody, uh, I'll find out. I don't. I think it's. Like two podcasts from now, I will have went to it. It's like next weekend, I think. So, uh, yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Episode forty three yeah, is thank over. Thank you guys. We'll be back episode forty four. Uh, until then. Calling up
after we got done I said, lady, what's your number? She said, 911 huh? Emergency only Head doctor perform surgery on me Yeah, and now I'm healed I make her wear nothing but handcuffs and heels Then I beat it like a cop Find the king, baby, yeah, I beat it like a cop <laughs> Beat it like a cow Ride the king, baby, say I beat it like a cow But I ain't trying to be violent But I do the time, but her love is timeless Mrs. Officer, I know you wish your name was Mrs. Calder, huh? Like a cop cow When I get up all in ya We can hear the angels calling us We can see the sunrise before us And when I'm in that thing I make that body sing I make it say Mrs. Officer, tell your lieutenant, get them cups off for ya. I'm Kid Kid, my face on every wanted poster. I'm wanted by every lady cop all over. That ass so big, I catch a battery to hold ya. Hair so big, you thought I told you, pull it over. She pulled me over, pulled me out the rover. Then she pulled me closer, threw me in back of the car, put me in handcuffs, start ripping my pants up. I'm 